Welcome to Righteous Convictions with Jason Flom. This is the podcast where I speak with people who see the wrong in the world and are driven to make it right. Today, I'm speaking with a survivor of parental incarceration who, instead of allowing herself to be defeated by that brutal situation, turned her experience into her life's mission of helping people like her. Our organization is about ensuring that we're taking care of this community, these children that were never taken care of, that us as a society as a whole didn't need to consider. You know, we think about, you know, being tough on crime or, you know, making our community safer, as people like to say. But at the same time, you're causing harm in the process. Like, what are you doing to support these children? Her organization, We Got Us Now, seeks to elevate the voices of the children of incarcerated parents to their rightful place in the important decisions being made about our carceral system. Ebony Underwood, right now on Righteous Convictions. dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Welcome back to Righteous Convictions with Jason Flom. And the woman that I'm going to introduce you to now is a force of nature. Wait till you hear the story. First of all, Ebony Underwood, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having me today. We're going to talk about you and we're going to talk about your amazing father who has informed your life's work. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy is that you came from the music business, just like I did, and you (laughs) end up being this change maker in the world of criminal legal reform. And when I say that, Ebony is the founder and CEO of We Got Us Now, which is the first of its kind organization that is built by, led by, and all about children and young adults impacted by parental incarceration. It's hard to believe this organization didn't exist before you founded it. Ebony, I mean, you have suffered through over 30 years of missing your father as he sat in prison with a mandatory life without parole sentence. First of all, this was an old charge, right? This He wasn't involved in anything illegal at the time he was arrested. Is that right? That's true. So he was arrested back in 1988 under the so-called war on drugs. The sentencing commission had brought down these new laws, these new drug laws. My father was never convicted specifically of any violent charges, but the conspiracy held violence within it. <laughs> because he did not cooperate, And because this was the first round of convictions made under the so-called war on drugs, they completely threw him under the bus. Life without parole, 
life without parole plus three 20 year sentences, right? Which of course to me is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, really, what, what, what are you guys even doing? So let's go back to how this all started. Growing up before this tragedy befell your family, Mm-hmm. What was your life like? Wow. So my dad was like this music promoter, publisher, and manager. And so as a young person, my life was exciting. We were always meeting different like singers and rappers and <laughs> and like always going to like record industry parties. And so it was very, very exciting all the time, especially when it came to my, my father. He was a very busy person. And so he always definitely made time for us. I remember being a young person and like Bobby Brown, like on my birthday, coming to sing happy birthday to me. So many great, great memories. Like my father to me was like equivalent to, I would say like a Puff or, you know, like a Russell Simmons. Like he was just, I mean, anytime we were with him, he was always with somebody that was somebody. So very, very exciting. Yeah. I mean, he was working with Michael Jackson and Earth, Mm -hmm. Wind & Fire. He was a star on Mm -hmm. his own right. This is such a powerful example of your dad's story because he was a guy who was contributing to society. Maybe he had done some things wrong in the past, but he was paying taxes, employing people. He was making oh important contributions to pop culture, right? And who knows who else he might have discovered, right? We as a society are deprived when we lock up people with the potential that's vanquished by putting generations of mostly black and brown people in prison is something that I think we don't spend enough time talking about. So So your dad gets charged with this crime for something that had happened many years ago and that he was involved in some aspect of, but not the worst aspects of it by any means. Right, right. But that didn't matter because that sentencing was one size fits all. So he gets yanked out of your life. You were a child when your father was arrested. Yes, and completely devastated. Now you have to grow up with your dad in prison. Were you able to visit him regularly? So my father was in eight different federal correctional facilities across the country. So if your parents in a local jail, it's a different experience than having a parent in federal prison where you may or may not be able to visit. Thankfully, we were able to visit. I I remember so clearly the very first visit, he was in uh, Manhattan Detention Center. That's in all the way downtown in New York City by the courts. And anytime my sister and I because my father has four children. My mom and him have two daughters, me and my sister. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Anytime we went to go see my dad, my mom would always get us like really dressed up because like I've said, you know, he was always around all these celebrities. So you never know who you would see. So she always made us get dressed up. So this time was no different. We were going to see my dad. So we got dressed up, not realizing (laughs) that we're going to a prison. I mean, we knew we were going to prison, but again, it didn't really it didn't really formulate in our minds that this is really what's happening because we had never actually seen him in there. Get there, waited for hours, go through metal detectors. And my father always was really sharply dressed. He always wore suits, very much a businessman. The image that I saw when we finally were able to see him, we were in this little cramped room. He comes out in this orange jumpsuit, shackled at his hands and at his feet. And my sister, 
I think she was just, my younger sister, she was just devastated by this image and she just busted out crying because we had never seen him like this. And by the time he consoled her and tried to get her together and it like, you know, it caused me pain watching her cry and just like, just, you know, just like observing like now what is our lives? I mean, I, it's so vivid in my mind. I, I'll never forget this image. By the time we actually got ourselves together, he had to go. <laughs> they were like, okay, time to go. We're like, what? Wait, so what? He has to go? And in that moment, I understood the value of time. It didn't really hit me until I became an adult and was able to reflect on it much more. But gosh, we lost so much time with our dad. The picture you're painting would seem more appropriate for a serial killer, mm-hmm. right? Not somebody who was involved in, in drugs to some degree, but it's a reality across the country. Yeah, for 30 years, that was our lives. You know, from MDC, Manhattan Detention Center, he went to Terre Haute, Indiana. From Terre Haute, Indiana, he went to Atlanta, Georgia, to Pennsylvania, then to West Virginia. He's been in upstate New York and Raybrook, which is like, I'm based in New York. So we were so excited that they were going to house him in New York. But can I just tell you, it was like six hours away from New York City, where we lived. And that was one way. So it took 12 hours just to travel. And visiting is from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That never changes. So we had to leave at like <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning in order to have a proper visit just to get there on time. But it's just like situations like that, like just the, the everyday struggles that we have to endure, um, the collateral consequences of what it means to have a parent incarcerated. Nobody really talks about that. People just have no idea of what the children who are the innocent bystanders of this experience, mind you, have to experience. For me to even actually say something, it took me 26 years to actually even publicly share that my father was incarcerated. Like the only reason why I actually said it was because my brother had been advocating in DC and then he started to talk to me about what was happening on the ground and what the Obama administration had decided to do in the last term, where they were like, well, we're going to end mass incarceration and we're going to reform this legal system. And I was like, oh, my God, people care. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this, the president is actually talking about this. And so that kind of propelled me to say I wanted to do something about it. You know, I had worked in the entertainment business. I worked in marketing promotions for several record labels and different management companies and got into like video production and I love creating content. And so I felt like, how could I get my father's face and our our family before the president? I didn't know anybody. I was like literally on a mission. I said, okay, I don't have the money to produce a documentary. But what I will do is create this website called imprison.net. I created a petition on change.org and constantly updated it so much so that the change.org executives reached out to me and asked me if I can help them and share with their audience how to utilize change.org because they love the way that I use the marketing and promotion of change.org. I did create a documentary short called Hope for Father's Day. I had been invited to the White House during Obama's administration because they were doing tons of clemencies, if you remember. And they invited myself. They invited many other daughters and sons and family members that had gone. And that's how I met a lot of people as well from across the country. And while we were there, there was a special dinner that was hosted by Google. And Google executives took me to the side because they had saw my Hope for Father's Day documentary. And they said, we want to work with you. We really love what you're doing around this. And would you be interested in working with us to produce this digital campaign? And so 
I've done since 2016, three iterations of this Google initiated digital campaign called Love Letters. And it's basically like an ode to my personal story, my hope for Father's Day, to demonstrate the unbreakable bond between an incarcerated parent and their child. Righteous Convictions with Jason Flom is super excited and honored to have the support of a great organization like Galaxy Gives. Galaxy Gives leads the philanthropic efforts of the Novogratz family. They invest in organizations, campaigns, and leaders who are directly impacted by and working to dismantle the current punitive justice system. Galaxy Gives also builds power for the communities most harmed by mass incarceration and forges transformative solutions for responding to that harm. They envision a society where the structural barriers created by racism, poverty, and inequality are no more, where instead all people have the dignity, freedom, and rights needed to thrive. I took all the skills that I understood from watching even my dad as a promoter and marketeer in the music business and then as an adult myself working for different labels and doing marketing and promotion and applied all that stuff to this work and to my family's story just in an effort to try to raise as much attention as possible. And in the process, I found out that there was a name for what I had been living. I found out that there's this thing called Children of Incarcerated Parents and that there were actually organizations that work to support children of incarcerated parents. And I was like, what? Who are they? You know, my marketing promotions mind is like, well, I want to lift them up. So I made it my business to find out all the organizations that were doing the work and was able to really do a deep dive into this work. As I began to do that, I traveled all across the country you know, identifying organizations that actually do the work. And I realized that most of the organizations were state-based or they were local organizations. And there was nothing that was really in support of, you know, children that had parents like me that were in federal prison. And so I was just like, what are, what are we doing? Like, we're only addressing a part of this issue. We're not addressing this issue in its entirety. As I began to speak publicly, I saw how many daughters and sons just felt compelled to come up to me anytime I spoke publicly and say, thank you so much for sharing. This is my story too. I've never had the courage to share in this capacity. And it just was like, wow, like we need a community. And so that propelled me to start We Got Us Now. We're a national organization. We have actionists. So they're directly impacted daughters and sons that we train and develop into leading subject matter experts. And they're from all across the country. So there's 10 of them that are part of our first cohort, our inaugural cohort of actionists. And then we have a junior actionist community as well. And then, yeah, we've been in existence to 2017. And now it's like my life work. So the organization's mission is to engage, elevate, educate, and empower the historically yes. invisible population through the use of digital narratives, safe and inclusive spaces, and advocacy-led campaigns. What they're doing, what you're doing, Ebony, is ensuring that these individuals' voices are at the forefront of strategic initiatives, practices, and policies that help to keep families connected, create fair sentencing, and end the social policy disaster known as mass incarceration. And one of the models of the organization is, and I think this is beautiful, we are the collective authors of our personal narratives. We work to eliminate the trauma, stigma, 
and shame of parental incarceration. We amplify the carceral mechanisms that continue to harm children of incarcerated parents. We seek justice and accountability for our marginalized population. Our organization is about ensuring that we're taking care of this community, these children that we're never taking care of, that us as a society as a whole didn't need to consider. You know, we think about, you know, being tough on crime or, you know, making our community safer, as people like to say. But at the same time, you're causing harm in the process. Like, what are you doing to support these children that are left behind? Not left behind in the fear that you think, oh, my God, if we don't help them, because this has been the narrative that we've been working to reframe and actually shift because it's been very harmful to the population of children of incarcerated parents is that they're destined to become incarcerated. And that's not true. As a matter of fact, what they do need is to have sustainable, consistent support systems that will help them to continue to do well in school. We need teachers, prosecutors, judges that are more informed. We need attorneys that are more informed about what these children need. And we need to look at the families as a whole when you're about to incarcerate someone you need to look at these families as a whole and see if there is an alternative to incarceration rather than just throwing somebody away and destroying a family for generations, because that's absolutely what happens. What you're doing in a very real way is breaking that chain and interrupting that cycle of misery. And that is as powerful as anything can be. I'm proud to share that in 2020, we got us now as instrumental in passing four pieces of legislation. And we like to say that we do this work at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level. Because prior to We Got Us Now, this work, this issue of children of incarcerated parents was always looked at as like this monolithic issue, as if it's one thing and we can just throw it in a box and it's not. It's a very different experience depending on what what type of facility your parent is in. So for us, legislation needs to affect all those levels. So locally, it was the Washington, D.C. public schools. It's called the Helping Children's Impacted by Parental Incarceration Amendment Act of 2020. Then at the state level in Louisiana, we work with our partners there, um, Daughters Beyond Incarceration. And that Louisiana state law created the Council on the Children of Incarcerated Parents and Caregivers under the governor's office. Then in New York State, what we were able to do is get that state law that directs the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision to place incarcerated parents in the facility that is in closest proximity to their minor children. And then at the federal level, we were able to get family-based alternative sentencing pilot programs implemented by several states for parents who have been convicted of nonviolent offenses. We were able to get $3.5 million in appropriations in support of these types of programming. But we've done a lot of different advocacy efforts. The work that that we do is mainly to just create as much awareness and advocacy around this issue. We're actually working on a global research and data hub right now because we don't want this to be a fleeting moment. We want our organization to live beyond me and us and our community. And so that when people do look back to this time, that they'll know that we existed and that we have had the success that we have had and, and have been able to build out this community. They can refer to our data and our research and all of our videos and content that we've been able to create around this issue. Um, we have tons of content. We also have merch, t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have a podcast, we are doing tons of things. And in 2022, we're going to be doing so much more. Listening to you, it's just so energizing. You know, I mean, do you sleep at all? <laughs> I have been on a thousand for the last seven years.
dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. My brother, I have an older brother, so my brother had been like trying to figure out ways in which to help my dad because, you know, these laws would come down that would seem to have applied to my dad. And so, you know, we'd all get excited. My, my dad be like, oh, this is looking good, you guys. And lo and behold, the law would come down and they were not made retroactive. So it does not apply to old cases. So the law would completely apply right to my dad's case but he couldn't utilize it because it wasn't retroactive having worked on a number of these legislative changes right i worked closely with senator durbin on the rollback of the crack cocaine sentencing laws back in 2010 i've been a big advocate for clemencies from presidents and governors and i remain so to this day I went so far, I was trying everything to get a meeting with President Obama because I was going to just beg him to to grant clemency to everybody who had been sentenced under the old laws that weren't made retroactive. There were about 10,000 people that were serving time under these antiquated laws that we had now acknowledged as a country were wrong. But it's like, how do you like to be the last guy or woman sentenced under those old laws? And then you meet a guy who just came in after you did. You know, someone comes in, they got four years and they're convicted of exactly the same crime that you've got, but you've got 25, right? And Absolutely. that's a literal, right? Absolutely. It's, it's insane that we it do is. this as a country. You got, if, if we're acknowledging something's wrong, then it was also wrong before. Across the board, right? Across the right. board. It's madness. And your family had to live with this particularly almost uniquely American form of madness. And I actually ended up going to the White House with my daughter. I got myself invited to the White House Christmas party just so I could get like a few (laughs) seconds of his attention. (laughs) And I begged him in the few seconds I had 
to grant as many wow. clemencies as possible. I was really sad because like I had been wait I just knew that Obama was going to let my dad out. I just knew that Obama was going to let my dad out. And so I had just been waiting and he had just announced a new set of commutations and my father wasn't on the list. And then my father calls me and tells me, don't worry, baby, it's okay. You know, um, I heard that Senator Booker's coming here. So Cory Booker, of course, he's the New Jersey senator. And my father was housed in New Jersey. And he's just like, you know, so they're going to lock down the prison. So I'll call you the day after. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll talk to you. But I was kind of feeling down because of what happened. Long story short, later that evening, I realized that I had met somebody from Senator Booker's team. And it was at 11 o'clock at night. I remember this. And I said, you know what? I'm going to email him. Like, what do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to ask them if at the very least they could just say hello to my dad. That would make his day. Don't you know, at 9 a.m., I get an email from his team saying that they got my message and that they will try their best to see if they can say do something. No promises. By 6 p.m. that day, my father calls me and says, Ebony, what did you do? I said, what? What happened? Lo and behold, Senator Booker is a man of his word and has been a man of his word from the onset of me meeting him. He actually went to go visit my dad as per my request. He had a fantastic time meeting him. He then thereafter met me and my siblings. He advocated for my dad during the Obama administration. That did not work. I mean, when you talk about trying to get close to the administration, I completely understand. <laughs> that did not work. And so, you know, I just kept trudging, trudging along. And he has been a dear friend and an ally. Your dad, he was, of course, the inspiration for Booker and Bass's Second Look Act that was mm-hmm. passed on April 27, 2021, which allows this law allows a person who committed a crime before the age of 25 and who has served a minimum of 15 years in prison to apply to the D.C. Superior Court to have their sentence reviewed. And I know people who have gotten out because of that. So they owe a debt of gratitude to you and your dad. So go ahead, just brag all you want about your dad. Uh, (laughs) My father, throughout his whole time while he was incarcerated, you know, he used to mentor, as we said, like top R&B and pop stars as a manager and a promoter and just a music executive. And that didn't stop for him. When he was in prison, he absolutely was inspiring and mentoring young men and explaining them, you know what, if you have a date to be released, you're winning. And so don't give up. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on yourself. Keep striving. Anything is possible. And that's why the second look is so important, because those good deeds just show how we need to go back and actually consider individuals and see where they are. We need people to be able to get a second look. And so thankfully, Judge Stein, the great Judge Stein, understood and recognized this exemplary record. My father had zero infractions. And understood that my father was this incredible mentor to many, many young men, and that he contributed to a culture of responsibility in his prison community, while also still raising and supporting his children and his grandchildren. My dad came home this year. That has been monumental. (laughs) I never gave up on my dad, you know, in the process, you know, you can get caught up in all of this stuff. And thankfully, you know, my spirit stayed focused and and steadfast on why I got into this work. And thankfully, my father received a compassionate release. Yeah, that was phenomenal. (laughs) I'm still floating. I still can't believe it. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it. It's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I hear your voice breaking a little bit when you say it. It is crazy. It's amazing. And I'm so happy for you, your dad and your family. And now that he's home, 
it really did hit me like a ton of bricks. It like all kind of like fell. I've been trying to get to a space of wellness. I absolutely can't give up. I absolutely am passionate about this work. I have so many other daughters and sons that I've met, young people that are continuing to go through this during this pandemic. It's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's sad. But I know that I can only be good for them if I definitely take the time to be good to myself. So, Ebony, I have a great idea. And with, oh, yeah? your, with your permission, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to clone you. And then we're just going to create a little army of Ebony's out there. <laughs> and well, that's, we'll what have... we, that's what we got us now is. All I need is investment. So right now we actually have a uh, a fundraiser that we're aiming to raise $100,000. Amen to that. And mm-hmm. uh, we will link in the bio and try to drum up as much support as we possibly can. So um, Ebony, we always close the show with two questions. And the first one is the magic wand question. If you had a magic wand, by the way, and if I had one, I'd give it to you. I, I trust you with that magic <laughs> wand. But If you had a magic wand and could wave it and get one wish granted, what would it be? I would reunify all these families that have been affected by mass incarceration. Yeah, I would reunify these families. Definitely. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, before we go to our closing, I'd like to invite our audience to tune in next week when we speak with entrepreneur and philanthropist Chris Redlitz, whose organization, The Last Mile, is doing some truly incredible work investing in and developing the untapped human talent of our prisons. So don't miss it. And now the closing of our show is called Words of Wisdom. And this is, of course, where I, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you, audience, for listening, of course. And then I'm going to turn my microphone off like I always do at the end, leave my headphones on, kick back in my chair, and just listen in for anything else you feel is left to be said. So there are 2.2 million people that have been incarcerated in the United States. We all know, and if you don't know, the U.S. has been the great mass incarcerator. We're 5% of the world's population, yet we incarcerate 25% of the world's prison population. And of that 25%, 2.2 million of those people, their parents that are incarcerated in the United States, 2.7 million children under the age of 18 at this point in time currently have a parent that's incarcerated. That number 2.7 million, that population is greater than the states of Maine and New Hampshire combined. But that's not even the epidemic. The epidemic is that over 10 million children at some point in their lives have been impacted by parental incarceration in America. And so what I like to often say and share is that children of incarcerated parents are grief stricken, angry and sad due to not being able to see their parents, hug their parents or receive special gifts from their parents behind bars during the holiday season. And I want them to know. And for those who know children of incarcerated parents, what you all should know that guess what? It's healthy for them to feel all of those feelings. It's healthy for them to express them. They don't need to hold them in. We all need to be mindful of triggers. They need to be able to release. What we like to recommend that We Got Us Now is writing, art, music, or just speaking to a trusted friend. But our whole aim is really in the investment of family reunification. And we aim to dismantle the continuous harm children and young adults with parents behind bars face by advocating for ways to keep our families connected and to create fair sentencing and to end mass incarceration because it has been a destructive war on our society as a whole. 
and we need to make our society whole. Thank you for listening to Righteous Convictions with Jason Plum. I'd like to thank our production team, Connor Hall, Jeff Clyburn, and Kevin Wardis, with research by Lila Robinson. The music in this production was supplied by three-time Oscar-nominated composer Jay Ralph. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Lava for Good. You can also follow me on TikTok and Instagram at It's Jason Flom. Righteous Convictions with Jason Flom is a production of Lava for Good podcast in association with Signal Company Number One. dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.